This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 159. This week, I met up with Rajiv KC from Rajiv's Kitchen to find out all about the Nepalese food he serves at his supper clubs and pop-ups. As Rajiv explains, Nepalese food is not just a mashup of Chinese and Indian, as people often assume, but it has its own distinct heritage and culture. We also talk about the role of his family in shaping his cooking skills, and we try some typical Nepalese dishes, including the famous Momo dumplings. Okay, so I'm lucky to be here today with um, Rajiv KC. Um, Rajiv's Kitchen has been a supper club since 2013, a supper club and regular pop-up. And for the next couple of weeks, in fact, till July the 17th, um, he's going to be at Great Gun Social, which is down in Southwark. And I've come down here today and we're in the, the quiet basement because upstairs you're getting ready, ready for a busy service, aren't you? We are. Actually. And I really appreciate you t- talking right. to me half hour of your sort of service because you obviously like to live dangerously. Um, your food is all um, Nepalese, the food of Nepal, and that's where you grew up. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, it's all Nepalese, authentic Nepalese food. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, when you were growing up in Nepal, how did you all cook together? Um, you know, did you did you start cooking at an early age, or? Um, I grew up in a really big family, as it happens in Asian culture, like a big, big family. How with, big? With granny, mum, uncles, aunts, sisters, cousins, all, all in the same house. All living in the same the house. same house. So yeah. I grew up in that kind of culture, like what you call macro family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Family, yeah. Uh, so it was really uh, uh, fun to watch my granny and my mum and aunties and uncle cook since I was little. And that's how I got into cooking. I used to watch them cook yeah. and uh, sometimes when you, when I was asked to cook uh, when they are out to look after sister or my little cousins I was to ex- ex- experiment with the authentic cousins just try to make it something different oh so you would try and bring your own little thing yeah, to it exactly, so even yeah. at an early age you were like I'm bringing in my thing yeah, now. Twist or something <laughs> okay. with in there. and um, did you get did you get smack for that <laughs> sometimes there will be really good feedback they'll yeah. be like oh wow what's what have you done with the dish or sometimes they're like what is this yeah <laughs> what what have you done with the food <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, from really early age that I got into cooking and yeah. also in Nepal. Uh, I'm sure now it's not the case, but when I was growing up in that day and age, mm. uh, I'm not that old anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> How old you are you know? now? Uh, I'm 32. 32, yeah. yeah so, um, so in that day and age when uh, the women have their... Uh, the monthly cycle. Oh, their periods, yeah, yeah. So they're not allowed to go in the kitchen. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, because in, in my family, it's just me, mum and sister. Yeah. So and some for some reason, mum and sister is to have their monthly cycle at the same time. Yeah, that happens with women. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of witchy, but it does it does happen. <laughs> so yeah, in that in those four days, yeah. Um, so you're not allowed to go in the kitchen for the hygiene uh, reason. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I had to jump in. So then, so yeah, you had to jump in, in and, the kitchen and do, do it yourself. There's so, how old would you've been then? Um, I don't know, around twelve. Around twelve. 12 okay. Yeah. So, so it's quite yeah. Um, so um, old enough to handle fire, maybe, and <laughs> deep fire. frying. <laughs> there was no frying. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it was just the simple food, like yeah. the normal food that we grew up with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how I got into cooking, and yeah, it was fun, really, just to. 
And when you say you grew up with this big macro family, does that mean that you all sat down and ate together? Yeah, we all did in the evening. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, uh, yeah, lunch will be quite different because sometimes uncles and aunt, they will go to work. Yeah. Even mum, but uh, there were times when we just sit down together, spend the weekends. Yeah. Sit down together, have a big meal, big feast, like sit in the sit on the floor yeah. as well. Uh, and then you would eat with your hands. It yeah. was fun. <laughs> and and I think you said in, in a couple of interviews that I've read that people often think that Nepalese, because of the geography where it is, which is on the border of China, specifically Tibet, and yeah. um, on the other side, India, that it's just a mashup of those two cuisines that's the that's what people assume do. yeah yeah. Assume, yeah but no it's uh, because it's like you like you just mentioned like it's quite uh, it's between india and china yeah so people think it's either indian food most of the people who comes to my supper club they used to uh, they used to tell me oh wow i thought it would be indian food mm. it's quite different even though we use the same spices it's how you use the spices yeah because an indian Cuisine and Nepalese cuisine, the spices are the same. We use the same spices. But it's just the way that you the use way, them. The, yeah. The, the, I would like to um, think, or like I believe that Nepalese food is more fresh. It's okay. not heavy, like heavy. Bit curry. health. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, yeah, I was I was trying to read around it, you know, to find, because it's not, it's not a widely known cuisine at it's all. Not, no. I found it quite hard to find a lot of information about it, but they were saying there's a lot of, vegetables a lot of salad pickle you yeah. know alongside everything else that kind of makes it feel like it's got a slightly healthier it's quite balanced balance to it yep yeah, yeah that's what we like to believe yeah. but it's got a lot of oil <laughs> you're telling yourself <laughs> it's sounds healthy it's and it's healthy. balanced out by the pickles <laughs> yeah. and it is yeah it is quite healthy and quite fresh as well uh because we tend to cook everything fresh yeah uh not like you know make the sauce first and mm. add everything the sauce to every curry yeah. Rather than that, we just cook everything fresh and like these spices we add, we add throughout the cooking. Yeah. Not in the end or in the, or in the beginning. But then the, I guess I was reading too that um, the, until the 50s, the borders weren't really open either. So people were, you know, it was quite a, a focused very much locally on things you could grow and on things you could, you know, farm um, yeah. and, you know, like animals or whatever. So everything was with you know it's it's the ultimate local cuisine as well wasn't it yeah. i suppose yeah that's true because yeah i think uh, yeah, i think it's 50s or 60s yeah. it wasn't uh, the border close to the western countries no people couldn't yeah. go there so no. yeah so, yeah i think that's how we learned to use what we have in this space that we had yeah and also until i came to the uk <laughs> i never bought vegetables in nepal because no. we step back out and just go and pick from the so, <laughs> So we had broccoli, yeah, just can pick some broccoli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything. Anything like anything, that. Anything, yeah. And cool. so that's, that's, that, that's why we never knew what we were going to have for dinner because we just go to the garden yeah. and pick up the vegetables, whatever was there. What it was there, you just make use make of that, yeah. yeah. So fast forward to when you're 18 and you come to the UK, what was, you didn't come as a chef, no? No, I came as a student. Student? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you study? So, London South Bank University. Oh, London South Bank, yeah. okay, cool. So, yeah. so straight into London, which must have been a bit crazy. It, it was, <laughs> it was from, yeah, well, Kathmandu is quite metropolitan. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's very but, metropolitan. But I mean, London, you know, I came from Newcastle and London was a bit like, ooh. It, it's too much, it's, too, it's crazy, it's busy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, busy yeah. it's busy all the time, yeah. uh, which was quite a, a, not shocking, but like quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting to see, like, you know, how 
the other world works. Yeah. <laughs> and then after you were a student, you got a job in um, uh, like Rome, financial. Scotland, yeah. Oh, really? So banking and that kind banking. of... Banking. I did the internship uh, on my last year with Royal Bank of Scotland. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I got the permanent job there for uh, the marketing team as an assistant project manager. Okay. Yeah, did that for two years. Uh, and then I get that up. Uh, to... So what was the catalyst for you becoming, you know, starting your supper club or or moving into food or starting to think about food as something that you wanted to do more? Um, well, I was all, always interested in food. Yeah. I was always passionate about food. I always wanted to, like, you know, um, something to work in the food industry. Yeah. Uh, one of the other, one of the reasons was uh, when, I, when I came to UK, I tried to find Nepalese restaurant because oh, okay. I missed... Nepalese food yeah. so much. And I, I tried every single, like, Nepalese restaurant in UK, if I may say so. But uh, it was more Indian food. So you thought that they were slightly dumbing it down or, or making it towards what British people thought, yep. you know, towards the palate that they were used to. Exactly. That's a shame, isn't it? And, yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> like, oh, no, like, you know, I fancy that that uh, from menus. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's Nepalese, it's Nepalese uh, food, but then... Once you try it, test it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. completely different, not non-Nepalese flavor at all. Yeah. So that gave me an idea, okay, there's a gap in the market for Nepalese food. And mm. also I want to tell people, like tell the Londoners of the world, like what Nepalese, authentic Nepalese food is like. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons uh, was that. And, and also there's a personal health reason that I had to quit the job in RBS and, yeah, just started so basically you just thought enough is enough and I've had because that often happens life-changing moments doesn't it when something happens to you and you're you're not feeling yourself you're not feeling totally yourself and you want to have a change and do something different yes so you uh, yeah it was uh, because uh, when I was RBS uh, towards the end uh, yeah I was not well it was Mm. like a it was health reasons so which means I couldn't go to work oh right and I was staying at home, doing nothing. Yeah. And so Which can I, get really depressing as well. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I went through, a bit oh. of depression as well. Um, so, yeah, my my friends said, like, you know, why don't you, sitting at home, why don't mm-hmm. you start doing supper clubs? People like that's that, that was the trend back then, which is... It was now. like boom supper club time in it's 2013, yeah, it, was, yeah, it? was it great, was, yeah. though. It's it was great. <laughs> everyone was doing it. So, yeah, yeah so like, there's no Nepalese supper club in London, so yeah. why don't you start one? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so we started with, I think with the first supper club, there were only three guests. Really? Yeah, in, your, in your living room? <laughs> living room, yeah. That's how, that's how we started, actually. Yeah. And then, yeah, after that, the word got round. Yeah. And then, yeah, the... And, and soon enough, I was hosting a couple of 40 to 50 people, wow. sometimes 100 people. Uh, yeah, so... So did you have to rope people in to help? You must have. You couldn't have done that all on your own. Uh, all, uh, to, uh, in the beginning, yeah. all the friends chipped in to come and help. Right. So all the I have lovely friends, like people are like friends and family. They're quite supportive, so they they jumped in to help with yeah. the clubs and everything. But obviously, I can't keep asking them. No. So after that, I start to hire the staff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the people upstairs today working away, are they people that you've got, like a team that you've got together and you're used to working with and, yeah. And they know the food as well. Exactly, because I've trained them how to. Yeah. yeah, Any Nepalese people up there? (laughs) 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 Just thinking, keeping it in the, you know. Um, 
I do have Nepalese uh, yeah. staff. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. It's not like no, no, I, I, no, I did have some Nepalese yeah. staff, uh, but it didn't work out. I just wondered if you were attracting them because you know they were like, "Oh, food of my homeland. I want to come and work for him." No, sadly, <laughs> no. no. But I have a fiance upstairs in the kitchen. <laughs> she's yeah. doing this. She's doing the prep now for the evening service. Yeah. So that's yeah. so. Let's let's talk more about Nepalese food in particular. So. So we've said there's influences from. Um, what sort of dishes are we? Would you expect to get in Nepal or at, at one of your places? Because you said your yours is quite authentic. Um, well, the momos. The momos, which we've got here, actually in front of us. Which I'm surprised because um, when it said dumplings, for some reason I was, I wasn't expecting dumplings that looked very uh, sort of like. Chinese dumplings with the skins, you know, they've got the sort of almost translucent skins, haven't they? Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. When you say uh, dumplings, Nepalese dumplings, people expect, um, people think of Chinese or Japanese dumplings, mm. gyoza, or like dim sum, but it's really different from them all because of the flavors. Um, what do you think? It's lovely. I'm just. <laughs> You, I'm just shoveling it in my face. Did you try it with this sauce? I tried. I love spice. I love heat as well. So this sauce is like, this is beautiful. Mm. And what's the sauce made of? The uh, sauce is made with sesame seeds, mm. uh, onion, garlic, and yeah, tomatoes and mm. chilies. And those are quite typical it's, ingredients it's, it's too. A very, yeah, it's very, very uh, yeah. typical because we, use, we tend to use lots of ginger and garlic in our cooking mm. and lots of sesame seeds, hemp seeds, uh, lots of seeds, lots of, yeah. And seeds are really healthy as well, aren't they? So again, a nod to your your healthy, <laughs> just with a bit of oil thing. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, like, even the achar we have, the pickle we have, yeah. it's made with either, either sesame or for hemp seeds. Yeah, so it's all the seeds in there. And these are so pretty. What what is what kind of is it? Um, what kind of skin is it on the dumpling? Uh, it's just a plain flour and water. So it's like a wheat, a wheat flour dumpling. Yeah. And then you've like pleated it on the top. So it's got a little spiral. Spiral, it's yeah. Very pretty. So we have like, we do a chicken, like meat one and the uh, vegan and vegan one. Vegan one as yeah. well. The vegan one are half moon shaped. So it's easy to differentiate with them too. Does vegan translate quite well to Nepalese food? Because I know that you've had ve- like just vegan supper clubs before, haven't you? Yeah, we did. We did a series of uh, vegan supper club because our goal this year was yeah. our motto was for Razif Kitchen. We're trying to do twelve months, twelve supper clubs, ten charities. Wow. Oh, so, cool. so every month we'll do one charity. Okay, we'll do a supper club to raise money for the charities That's as well. Right. Yeah. So which will which we will keep continuing doing it yeah. after you know, after in September. Uh, yeah. Because of the wedding is coming up in three weeks' time. What you're getting married? Yeah, I'm getting married. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so really, thanks for fitting me in. Just, how? When are you sleeping at all? Are you doing? That's amazing. Congratulations! Thank you. I yeah, no so, idea. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to fit everything in. Yeah, but that's the plan. Are for you doing year. the food for your wedding? No, I'm not. Okay, no, I did one day off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one day off. That's often a mistake that people like us who are involved in food do. <laughs> no, I don't think I can no. do that. No, no. <laughs> and momos are, um, it, I mean, they they're Nepalese, but they also tran- they also 
go out a little bit further as well, don't they? I think you can get them in Tibet and you can get them um, in... Actually, or they're called that. They, I think it's... Is it like a, a generic name for a dumpling sometimes? or Momos, that's momos, what it's called. Yeah. If you call momos, it's actually it's either Tibetan or Nepalese. So it's Tibetan or Nepalese, it's yeah. one or the other. Momos, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they, they were originated in, in Tibet. Mm. Because Nepal used to be a silk route uh, from Tibet to India oh, course, China. Yeah. So that's how the... In the Nepalese food, you have mixed up flavors from yeah. like dumplings are you associate dumpling with Chinese yeah. food, so that's dumplings, but the flavors inside are more to Indian. Okay, so that, that, that's the yeah, because it's got the like inside, it's more spicy, spicy and yeah. really kind of concentrated. Stay tuned to find out more about Nepalese cooking and some of the traditional dishes Rajiv serves up. Um, I've got another, I've, I've been doing my research. So, um, thuk, thukpa? Thukpa, yeah. Thukpa? That's, yeah, thukpa. And that's quite typical. That's of, very typical, yeah. Okay, so what is thukpa? Thukpa. I'm going to just say that because I got like the sound of it. <laughs> now, thukpa is a noodle soup. Yeah. Uh, it's made in a really strong red chicken broth uh, mm. with a like, slice of chicken, whatever you want to put. You can have mm. a vegetarian one as well if you want to. But like yeah. the famous one, the popular one is a chicken one. Because I think we've to. got that. I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm going to come... I'm going to come back and eat in a bit. I'm saving a lot of room for it. And I think that's, um, oh no, that's on your, that, I thought it was on the menu. Uh, that's on the lunch menu. Oh, it's on the lunch yeah, menu. Lunch so we're not, we're not going to have the tukpa. Um, uh, but that's from Northern, Northern Himalayas. Northern Himalayas, yeah. 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 So cool. that's Tibetan as well. Yeah. Thukpa, the name tukpa is Tibetan itself. Okay. And then your um, Kazi KP Masu. Kasikomasu. Kasi ka- Kasikomasu. Kasikomasu. That's goat curry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is goat quite a um, common ingredient in Nepal, in Nepal as well? Yeah, goat, yeah. yeah. Because they're quite hardy, aren't they? And they can live in exactly. We don't. We don't have. We don't do lamb or mutton in Nepal. Oh, okay. We do, it's quite. You can do, but it's not quite common. Yeah. So the chicken uh, or goat or uh, pork is not like that popular either. No. No. It's no. just yeah. Um, so yeah, but that's quite. Uh, so cur- so curry is a curry is a thing, but it would be slightly different to like what we know as curry. Yes, Indian it'll curry. Be, it'll be different. Yeah, that's okay. why I wanted to uh, coin a name for Nepalese curry, which yeah. I'm still trying to do. <laughs> yeah, cool. And then let's talk about this other little dish that you brought out for me. Getting really spoilt here, which looks like a little lettuce cup with uh, is it chicken? Uh, yeah, it's called choila. Choila. Choila, and it's... Uh, oh, I've got it on here, the yeah. choy, choila, choila salad. Chicken choila with leaves. Yeah. Hemp seed. Hemp seed's really trendy at the minute, isn't it? Hemp seed's is yep. really, yeah. It's got healthy. It's, <laughs> it's a superfood. Yeah, it's a superfood. Okay. Let's <laughs> have a bite, and mm. it's served cold as well, so it's good for in summertime. Mm. Apologies. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> It's really fresh as well. Exactly. There's like loads of crunch, loads of spice underneath, but like it's super fresh. That's the idea of it. Uh, so after Mongols, mm. uh, choy lai is my favorite. I love choy lai. I can yeah. eat the whole yeah, thing out of it. And then um, one other thing that I read, but this might not be true. Dalbat? Dalbat. Dalbat. So that is the meat. Is that the meal? No, or- dalbat. 
the literal translation is rice and lentils. Right, okay. That's all. So uh, dal is lentils, mm-hmm. vat is rice. So that's a typical Nepalese food. You don't have dal vat. That's what you get in the morning and the evening. Oh, really? <laughs> in the afternoon, yeah. And then would you have other things to serve with that as yeah, well? you would have all the, uh, what you call... Accompaniments. Uh, so you'd have your pickles and maybe a bit of salad. You'll have a, a meat... A bowl of meat, a bowl of pickle, a bit oh, of okay. Yeah, so all of so it's like a big spread. Yeah, but dalbad is the is the thing that um, holds it all together. That's how you call it dalbad. Is yeah. the if that's what. Okay. <laughs> that's the dish name dalbad. I'm learning so much here. <laughs> I was looking at some other ingredients. Like you've got black salt on your menu. Now that is is that Himalayan particularly? That's Himalayan, yeah. yeah. What sort of properties does that have? It's very pungent. Mm. It's very. Pungent. Oh, it's like. Is it like um, like smoky kind of, or is it more like funky? It's funky. volcanic. Sorry, it's it is volcanic. Yeah, very, yeah, very uh, smoky, uh, pungent, mm. uh, very salty, obviously. Yeah, uh, but it has really nice flavor to it. So if you people don't realize, black salt actually can be used as dressing in many like oh. like in fruits. It yeah. goes really well any fruit, pears, watermelon, any like nectarine, peach. Anything you like, it just it just just like, sprinkle it on, and it just this. gives a little bit of yeah. It's just really nice. Try that; it's really really good. I'll highly recommend that. It's in summertime. Yeah, it's really good in summer. Just to like sit yeah, outside. You know, also, it gives orange. you the salt back, doesn't it? If you're dehydrated, or exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's the idea of it. And is that quite easy to get a hold of? In Nepal, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, here, how do you where do you get your where do you get yours from? Uh, my <laughs> one is funny because one of my friends had just been to Nepal. Uh, oh, so for, he trekking, so, so she got me some, yeah. which I yeah, use in the cooking. See, when, whenever she goes to Nepal, she brings me lots of spices back. Yeah. So which I use here. So. Do you think the spices are different? Um, the flavors, I think, yeah. for some reason, it's not the same. Uh, especially Timur, which is Szechuan pepper. Yeah, that I, we use lots of Szechuan. Yeah, pepper. I was going to say the Szechuan seems to crop up quite a lot within yeah. that. Yeah, it, that, that's one of the ingredients that every household will have. Szechuan pepper. It's, yeah. it's not the Szechuan pepper that we know, or like mm. Chinese one. It's Nepalese. It's called Timur. It's quite. It's dark in color, because the Szechuan pepper is uh, red. Yeah, that Chinese one. Yeah, uh, but the Nepalese one is called Timur. It's it's a really black in color, uh, but yeah, we use that in everything. And are the spices actually indigenous to Nepal? So they'll actually grow there. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Actually, so, yeah. so yeah, it's going to have a different because I mean the terrain there is completely different, isn't it? It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. It, geographically, there it's very like you have mountains there. Yeah. And then you have a, a plain region just there. There's a river there. Yeah. There's a, like it's a quite. What do you call a biodiverse? To biodiverse, yeah, biodiverse. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, that's why uh, we have lots of <laughs> herbs and spices growing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that you you can tell that you know, like it's a Nepalese spice as opposed to like an Indian spice or a Chinese, you know, Chinese because it's come from there. And you must it must be kind of ingrained in you from eating from a small child to well, you know. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that's what I think uh, when you grow up, uh, when, wherever you grow up, I'm sure, from Newcastle as well. Same thing. We've got right? some great things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Mainly yeah. based around bread products and <laughs> peas, peas pudding. I'll bring you some peas pudding. You like that? Peas. Peas pudding. Peas pudding? Yeah. Like peas, the green pea? No, it's um, it's yellow split peas and you cook it in a pot um, with a, you know, like a ham hock, like a gammon. Yeah, yeah. So you're, so you're cooking the gammon. And then you get a bag 
fill it with yellow split peas, like a muslin bag, put it into the pot with the gammon um, and simmer it for like three to four hours. And then it becomes like, um, um, what's it like, from, I don't know, like hummus texture, but like really soft. Oh, and then wow. you cool it and just you can just scoop it out and have it on a ham sandwich. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good because it because the peas all get um salty and they get all the bacony gammon flavour. But oh, it's wow. it's like a it's a speciality and we have it with we have it with like saveloy sausages as well. That's a whole other story, but it's not <laughs> Come, I, I'll take you to Newcastle and you can have some interesting <laughs> that, things. Yeah. That sounds quite um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Peace pudding. I love that though. The re, you know, regional delicacies is what we, what we're all about, isn't it? And not forgetting them as well. Cause sure, it would yeah. be really sad if we forgot the things that, you it's know, nice to, that yeah. made us who we are. And, and it's what, what we get excited about. What It's not like you're going to eat it. 24 7 but like whenever i go to back to news castle i've always got to go and buy some and have have that just to remind <laughs> me um it's your roots you yeah it's your it's roots you. and they're really important as well that's very important yeah. so do you think in rajiv's kitchen would you say that you're i know you said authentic but is yours authentic but then you've taken it a step further do you think with your uh, i have recently yeah uh, moved in that direction yeah. because uh even though i like to do the authentic dishes and food yeah. i would like to use my creativeness yeah because then you to, feel like your hands at work there as exactly, well exactly yeah so that's what i'm trying i'm trying to move towards fusion when i say fusion i don't want to fuse nepalese food with the other cuisine no. it's just fusion as in to use the same ingredients use the same dishes, like you know done it other way oh, differently okay. yeah yeah so yeah. you have all the flavors there but you're just mixing it up a bit mixing or up a bit, freshening yeah. up or doing it in a different way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do, to have my stamp on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, people do, uh, when Nepalese people uh, yeah. come to eat at Rice Kitchen, uh, they do say that. Like, it's more like fusion food. Like, yeah. for example, the choila you're having, yeah. usually you're not serving lettuce. No. No, you just have it with just, just in a bowl. Just, yeah. Yeah, just that. But uh, I put on lettuce wrap and with... Uh, but do they, do they still like it as well? Yeah, they yeah, love they it. They, yeah. they say like it's quite fresh and quite different. Yeah, it is really fresh. Has uh, that got the pepper in it, the Szechuan? It's Szechuan pepper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I can, you know, it makes your mouth water. <laughs> tingly. Yeah, and tingly as well. <laughs> I can feel it now. So. There's a lot of Szechuan pepper in yeah. there. One, and fenugreek seeds as well. Oh, lovely. That's the other product we, other uh, herb, like spices we use. What, fenugreek? Fenugreek. Yeah. It's quite, yeah, you must have fenugreek seeds at all times. And fenugreek's quite an unusual one, isn't it? Because you... It, like it's almost got a you don't know the flavor until it's there it kind of enhances all of the rest of them as well i think does, other spices yeah, yeah. it's um it's got a bitter yeah in taste as well yeah uh, but that bitterness brings out some kind of palate in your palate, mouth yeah yeah, yeah. It's sort of palate like yeah. Of thing, yeah yeah which is quite i found that uh hard way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have your um, have any of your family been to your um, pop-ups yeah. Most of them have so far. And what uh, was the verdict? Uh, well, my mum was surprised that I could cook so well. <laughs> <laughs> She's proud of me now. Oh, which is, oh bless. <laughs> uh, my sister has always loved my cooking. Yeah. yeah. Even when we were little, they used to ask me to make uh, something. Yeah. And my cousins, everyone. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have been to my uh, supper clubs and yeah. they, have, they have come to the my previous uh, pop-up residence in Tooting as well. So, oh, cool. uh, But they still have to try other things on the menu. They just yeah. tried it here and there. Yeah, obviously, they tried the momos and I think they tried uh, the ribs as well. Oh, okay. And, yeah, the uh, cheesecake. 
You have to try the cheesecake later. I will try the cheesecake later. <laughs> I love the sound of lime infused coconut ice cream cheesecake. Cheesecake, wow. yeah. It's, um, uh, uh, where do you get the menu from? Uh, that the fisting menu you got, yeah. Because uh, I don't, it was the only thing I could find on the on the website and just printed it. I was just trying to go through and like re, like read everything and have a little research. Because on a menu, it's uh, is it more uh, like picking what you? No, no, no. With the cheesecake, uh, that's on the fisting menu. Oh, okay. Yeah, but on the uh, the usual on the normal menu, menu, we have uh, uh, orange ginger infused. Oh, nice ice cream cheesecake. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what you're gonna. I like this idea of ice cream cheesecake, though. Uh, no, yeah, that's the uh, that like a the, frozen cheesecake. Is a frozen cheesecake? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was an idea of it um, uh, when I started when I was starting supper clubs. Yeah. I was looking into the dessert, and as probably you might know, in Nepal, in India, like in Asia, we don't do dessert that much. No, it's not dessert. If like dessert focused, uh, so uh, we didn't do the ice cream all the time. Mm. So I just thought when I started doing pop, the residencies, I thought, okay, uh, just do uh, just doing ice cream is quite boring. Yeah, need to do something. Bring it on a bit yeah, further. Yeah, further. So, yeah. <laughs> so with that, okay. So uh, uh, ice cream, everyone loves ice cream. Yeah, uh, and then cheesecake. People love cheesecake, especially. English people, they love yeah. cheesecake. So I thought, okay, let, let, let's They love together. it. Our readers love cheesecake. There, we've even got a cheesecake collection online with like 35 cheesecakes in it. Yeah, because people love it so much. Yeah, so, so now that, that's, that was the idea of it. So yeah. mix them together and create something new. Amazing. That was the idea of the ice cream cheesecake yeah. I came from. And you know, to be fair, it's one of the most uh, popular dishes on the menu. Yeah. It's, it's a sellout all the time. It's been the summertime. <laughs> Definitely. Have you got any plans to go permanent, like get a permanent place? People uh, must ask you that all the time. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do get that a lot. It's uh, a big commitment though, isn't it? It is a big commitment. And to be fair, I would love to have my own permanent place. Yeah. Uh, we have even discussed uh, about it. Uh, the idea we are having right now, it's just it's just, a, it's just an idea. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is uh, to have a permanent place next few years, couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and we have also covered with the name Ama. Ama. Ama means mother. Oh. So it will be dedicated to all the mothers. Oh, the world, yeah. Uh, to my mom and also uh, Mother Earth. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the Mother Nature, everything. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is um, uh, we'll grow on our own vegetables and whatever we find in the vegetables, uh, the garden will just put that on the menu. So That'd the menu amazing, will be yeah. every day. It will be a different Whatever's menu. In. Whatever's here. You'll need a big garden or a little restaurant. <laughs> that's the, we're planning to call it, uh, we're going to open a restaurant, not in, uh, so that's the other thing we're looking yeah. into, lo- lo- the location. Right. Because obviously if you want to open a restaurant with your own, growing your own vegetables, you yeah. need a big, big, massive garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're planning to maybe, we look into to maybe the countryside somewhere, rather in London. Yeah. In London, there's not much space. And it's, it's expensive. Ex- it's very expensive. No, is. don't do it here. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill yourself, do no. no. So that's the idea to, yeah. Yeah, to do that. That will be near future, not immediately though. So for now, I'm happy with just doing the residencies and supper clubs. Yeah. Uh, and then I do cooking classes, private catering, yeah. private events, private chef, if people want to please food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do as well. So where can people find out? You've you've got a website, haven't you, which I think has got every current, is it rajivskitchen.co.uk? Uh, it's rajivskitchenlondon.co.uk. 
london.co.uk. If you Google Rajiv's Kitchen, I swear that nothing else will come up apart from lots of information about Rajiv and his pop-ups and kitchen. So you'll find it, you'll find it. Um, And you are, luckily when this podcast comes out, you've still got a nice little stretch to go. Um, You're here until, uh, Great Guns, until July the 17th. So people listening can still come down and it's not... um, I think it's you you just book in and then it's like a little pop-up restaurant rather than you know one one sit in a night you can book in different sit-ins yes, you, between can, six yeah. and nine so so brilliant. it's like a restaurant yeah, yeah like a little yeah so um so yeah get on it everybody <laughs> come down yeah, please do yeah <laughs> please do that'd be great but thank you for talking to us today i feel like i've learned so much well, thank and, you thank you for and i can't me. wait to go upstairs and eat all of the food but thanks for chatting I can't to wait us to Regine. feed you as well okay. <laughs> thank you for thank okay. you for today so that was the old magazine podcast if you liked this episode please head over to itunes and leave a review we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode you can visit our website olivemagazine.com you can pick up a copy of our brand new july issue on the newsstand now or go and download the app version bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chart Thank you.